Hello everyone, my name is Cole McGee. I am the youth pastor at Redemption Church in Olathe, Kansas, and uh, it is the final Jordan Last Chance to Dance podcast. It is the final episode. Last night was episodes 9 and 10. The Jordan documentary is over. It is finished. We have purposely not talked. We have purposely not texted. We have not said anything. Joel tried to get on here and tell me some stuff, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 Joel, let's keep it, let's keep it real for the podcast." I don't want to know anything ahead of time. I got a glimpse into what Joel said, and I got to tell you, prepare yourselves, Avery. Prepare yourselves, Nick, because uh, Joel's got some hot takes coming. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. Good. Okay. So uh, to start off, we are going to go quickly through the episodes. Okay. And it's just going to be very, very broad takes on episodes 9 and 10. The reason for that is I want to get to the thing that uh, I've been, I watched a few other podcasts about these, these last two episodes. And by the end, there is this haunting question throughout the entire documentary and a, about what the culture is talking about in terms of this podcast. Who's the best? Who's the best? And it seems as though... Uh, it's down to Jordan and LeBron. And I would say, um, I think one of the big winners of this podcast is Kobe. I'm serious. I think Kobe's a big winner, and I'll, we'll talk about that. But really, it seems to be down to Jordan and LeBron, who's the best player of all time. There's some there's some nonsense conversations about Bill Russell yeah. and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. No. And I appreciate those conversations where people are talking about the 70s but you know, come on. The is it Jordan? <laughs> is it Jordan, or is it LeBron? And so, let's I've get got, through. I've got, I've got a certain feeling about the whole Bill Russell thing, but not a. Oh, what is think. it? Good, because so, wrap that up, and we can I, just move on from it. I, I think it's people look at no. Bill Russell is not the goat, but in the argument of LeBron versus Jordan, when people bring up the fact that he has six and LeBron has three. It, 11 is still more than 6, so if you want to say that's the reason MJ is better, then that means Bill Russell's better by that that's definition. True. That's true. By that definition, by whatever – and this is actually something we're going to talk about. What metric you use, what what category you're using to define who's the best player of all time, it really matters. And what I think we're eventually going to get to is there are – we're. There is no category here. It's just a gut feeling. And I am fascinated to find out what everybody's gut feel, guts, gut feelings are. But here we go. Jordan Podcast, Episode 9 and 10. You want to know something really dumb I just did? Yes. What? I put a piece of gum in my mouth. Oh, cool. Like, cool. that was dumb. I'm recording my, me talking. Why would I? Now I just took the gum out, and now my hands are disgusting. All right, let's move on. Uh, Reggie Miller starts the podcast and or starts the documentary, and I love it because he starts off by talking trash to who he calls Black Jesus. <laughs> uh, no, actually, Jordan says, "Don't ever talk trash to Black Jesus." He calls Jordan Black Cat, which I have to ask you: Is Black Mamba a riff on Black Cat for Kobe? It can be. Prop maybe. I don't know who gave him. Okay, who gave him everybody Black called Mamba? Kobe Black Mamba? No, they and just it would call be like Mamba. 
Yeah, but his it's because they called him the Black yeah, Mamba. But yeah, he's like, yeah. who gave him the Black Mamba name? I have no I'm idea. telling you, Co- I'm telling you, I would bet a hundred dollars Kobe gave himself the nickname. Probably. <laughs> uh, rest in peace. That's I know it's dark, but you know we have to talk about it. Uh, Pacers versus Bulls, ninety-eight. Jordan said the Pacers were the toughest team outside of Detroit in the East that he ever played. Interesting. Reggie Miller was said to have insane confidence. He could hit it. He could make it from anywhere at any time. Said says David Aldridge. And I have to tell you, as somebody who grew up in that era, and Reggie Miller is my era. Like I, nineteen ninety-eight, I was in, um, I was in, I was in eighth grade, seventh or eighth grade. So like that is like my prime time NBA watching, you know. And Reggie Miller, while looks somewhat awkward, he is the guy that today at he's six eight and he could shoot. He could play today. He could play today, and actually, Reggie Miller would be insanely good today. I mean, that dude was that dude was sick. Uh, could hit any shot from the floor. He couldn't guard this door that I'm looking at right now, but he could hit any shot he wanted to. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on Reggie Miller? I I love Reggie Miller. I think he's awesome. So I I like I like listening to him. Like after he retired and he got into sportscasting and stuff, it's kind of like a Tony Romo thing because he actually knows what he's talking about. And it's fun to listen to him stuff, talk about stuff. He really, he really does. He can't. He comes out of UCLA. He is the little brother to Cheryl Miller, um, and Larry. I don't know. Reggie Miller was just like, it's such a good. It was such a good line. He was full of confidence. I mean, that dude was. People hated him because he was so cocky. But, anyways, uh, Jalen Rose hits the last second shot. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> Reggie Miller hits the last second shot. Um, and Larry Bird's reaction. Can we talk about Larry Bird's reaction? Dude, <laughs> face did not move. <laughs> no. I mean, I love that so. It's so Larry Bird. Like nothing doesn't react to anything. I like how everybody's reacting so much around him, and it's just nothing. I heard something funny about Larry Bird. I was listening to something, and it was Bill Simmons. And Bill Simmons was saying that there's a story. Apparently in the 80s, you know, Jordan had his gambling problems. And uh, uh, by the way, I was listening to something today. Jordan's gambling stuff is really dark. Have you guys read anything about this? Mm -mm. I just knew it got out of control. Oh, it got way. His name is on checks of like, his name is on some checks with some other people that are super, 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 super dark. Like, I don't know. It made me think that it made me realize that this documentary is, you know, partly propaganda. Oh, for like sure. Like they just being yeah. just wants they, you to see what they're telling you. Yeah. That for sure. Like they gotta protect their golden boy. I know. And it made me go back to um it made me go back through and think and we'll, we'll talk about this as we go, but it made me go back through and think, you know what, the his retirement, it I'm going to double down and say what I said. It didn't feel, it didn't pass the smell test. It just didn't quite. It didn't pass the vibe check. <laughs> it doesn't. It just really doesn't. Something's up there. Am I, am I crazy on that? No. I know we, we, no, are, we already talked about this. No, but you're not crazy. It's no. kind of weird. Like I heard, I heard somebody, I was listening to Bill Simmons talk about it. And he was like, I have, I sat in a row behind um, David Stern when Alan Iverson 
came out with a rap album. And Allen Iverson in the rap album was saying something about some NBA players in the rap album. And David Stern confronted him and said, did you, did you see, do you know what I did to Jordan? I'll do that to you. And Bill Simmons like, I heard him say that. I know he said that. And there's just been all of these little rumblings about like, there was a, there was a, you know, a thing. There was like a, Hey, you're going to, you're going to get suspended. And then when Jordan retires, he says, if Stern will have me back, I might be back later. Like he said that in the post-conference. And knowing how Jordan's wired now, as you guys have seen this whole documentary, it is totally plausible that he knew I'm getting crushed by this gambling thing. The media is crushing me. Stern's going to possibly suspend me just for show. And you know what? Forget you guys. I'm going to go do my own thing. He totally could have done that. I mean, that makes sense. Well, anyways, I set that up to say, because we're going to need to talk about this. It may, it reminded me that as much as this documentary is brilliant and I loved every second of it, there's also an element of propaganda in it. And it is the Jordan brand propaganda. Yeah. Am I right? You're, yeah. yeah 100%. Did yeah. you feel that too? Yes. I oh, yeah. felt it, especially the last couple of episodes. Because like, I don't know, you could just kind of tell like, yeah, they're only telling us what they want to tell us. Yeah. Yeah. And with all that, it, I, I just then want to put that together and I want to put it aside and say, okay, we're going to, we can reference the propaganda thing. We talked about it, but now we're going to move on and just talk about the documentary. All right. So here we go. <clears throat> uh, Larry Bird's reaction blah, blah, blah. Bulls win. Utah Jazz. It's 97 and 98. The Utah Jazz thing. <clears throat> and I have to tell you, I remember the Utah Jazz, Utah Jazz, and they were the most, and this is, my friend Micah is a big Utah Jazz fan. They're the most boring team on the planet. You guys have no idea how boring the Utah Jazz were to watch. It's like fundamental basketball. It <laughs> is, it was awful. Carl Pass Malone, Jeff Hornacek. John Stockton seems like the most like white dude. Oh, 100%, planet. dude. He went to Gonzaga. That dude makes jump stop layups. <laughs> he did. <laughs> what, what? No, actually, what? What he used to do, and this is what was so maddening. They used to run the pick and roll, and John Stockton would go uh, set a pick in the middle of the paint, and Carl Mar- Carl Malone would take his big man and like run across the paint, and the defender would hit John Stockton, and John Stockton would just like fall, fall down, boom, <laughs> foul every time. It would happen all the time. Small kid. I'm telling you. The arc, the 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 charge arc underneath the basket, ninety percent of that the reason it's there is John Stockton. Wow, I'm telling you, he made a career off going in the paint and just getting leveled, <laughs> just getting leveled. Talk about putting uh, his body awful. on the line, bro. He would, he would. Uh, so uh, Brian Russell in '97 talks trash to Jordan. Did you like that moment? Yes. That was yeah. one of those, oh, God, you shouldn't have said that. Yeah, after the last few episodes. <laughs> that one was definitely again. the most out-of-line one I've ever – out of all of them, though. Yeah, like, like out of rookie. all the reasons, come on now. That's actually like the Jordan. real reason Jordan came back to the game, just to show show him what he did. It's possible. I, I loved how Jordan turned to Malone was like, dude, get your boy in check here. Like, yeah. are you serious? You're going to do and that? And Malone just goes, he's a rookie. He says that to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man. Okay. Okay. Now a conspiracy theory that I think is completely now debunked because I actually believe the version in the show. The flu game was food poisoning. Oh yeah, no, that, oh, that yeah. is definitely. Oh, yeah. I hundred percent believe that. Also, I yeah. just think How it's weak. stupid. Why? My question is. I still think it's a little suspicious how one, they didn't think anything of like five dudes coming to deliver it in Utah. Well, they did. And then, they just had to eat it. But the that fact that weird. he was the only one that ate it, I was yeah. like, okay. He ate, I know. Jordan ate a whole pizza. <laughs> hey, man, he said he had cravings. I've had cravings for a whole pizza before. It just happens. Yeah, like... Well, yeah, that's just called Thursday for Cole. Uh, the flu game, so like, and it's not just food poisoning. Jordan was poisoned. It's the poison game. Like they, they dude, how they, weak they, are like you Valerie's... to literally poison your opponent's pizza? Like, come on, yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Welcome to Utah. Deal with so it. So to, oh man, I actually have a note in here. The the Utah crowd really white. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. really white. Isn't that the wow. place of all the Mormons? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it Salt Lake City. Yeah, <laughs> it's the Mitt, it's the Mitt Romney, uh, <laughs> Mitt Romney thing. Um, okay, so the flu game was actually a poisoning that happened. I believe it. Here's why I believe it. Uh, I never believed the flu. No one believed. No one has ever believed it was the flu. Few reasons. One, he would never play because everyone else on that court would have gotten sick. And two, the next game he was fine. Like he was totally fine. And the flu takes a while. It's yeah. not like it's, yeah. You know, it's like at least like not, a three dayer. Yeah, and no yeah. one, no one. And when that happened, everyone was like, "Oh, he's hungover," because of the gambling stuff and like the Atlantic City thing that we've already saw. Everyone was like, "Oh, he was hungover." That's what it was. I, I the, he, it was a little dramatic to think he was hungover, but I couldn't think of anything else. Food poisoning actually that really makes, makes a lot of sense. sense. That's, yeah. It does. It really. But I will hear Joel's point. I will hear Joel's point. The fishiness is he eats a whole pizza by himself, five guys show up, and none of his little crew or security guards are like, yeah, let's get you another pizza, Mike. Well, I also feel like, I mean, yeah, it makes total sense. I can see why it is. But also, like, just imagine it. It's 2 o'clock. You're you're super mad. You're just like, just give me some flipping food. Nobody's ordering. One thing comes. <laughs> and, and you're Michael like, Jordan. You're like, just give me the dang pizza. Yeah, and then you just eat it. You, just, you, just eat, you don't even think about it. You just eat two at a time. <laughs> <laughs> you fold it into a calzone. Okay, anyways, here oh. we go. Come on, Avery. That was a good joke. You like that. Uh, no, she didn't like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then uh, it takes a detour. I honestly didn't see this coming, and I Steve Kerb kind of becomes a thing in the in the show. I love that. Because of and yeah, I got a text yeah. from I don't remember who I got a text from. I think it actually might have been I mentioned him already, Micah, but he said that Steve Kerr literally had to win a playoff game in order for Jordan to notice him and respect him. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that is just quintessential Jordan where he doesn't care about he doesn't trust you, he doesn't know you, he doesn't respect you until like you show him something, which is pretty interesting. Yeah. Another before, point. Another yeah. point on yeah. that, uh, in towards the MJ and LeBron argument, people like to bring up Ray Allen's shot for the Miami Heat that kept them alive because LeBron missed the three right before it. 
But Steve Kerr is his Ray Allen. Without oh, that yeah. shot, not a championship. Like, it's true. Yeah. It's true. And let's let's go back to John Paxson. How about John Paxson's last second shot against the Suns? Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. True. Which I, I saw that clip. I know this is really embarrassing, but I watched that clip. Have you guys ever – do you guys notice Horace – What? Do you guys notice what? Horace Grant? Horace Grant in 93 has a wide-open layup to win the game. Bullshit. And he kicks the ball to – no, no, no. He he has a wide-open layup, and he passes the ball to John Paxson for that last-second three. Like, if you go back and watch it, they only need two or one point, I think, or two points, I'm not sure. But I think it was one. And Horace Grant has a wide-open layup. And he just decides, I am not taking this last second shot and just passes it out of the post to John Paxson for a three. And Paxson's like, I'll take it. Wow. I I just think it's so, it's so funny to me. Baller. Okay. So Steve Kerr, uh, his father, president of the American University in Beirut, shot in the head. Uh, Steve Kerr started crying about it. And he, I mean, he kind of carries the pain with him still today because, of course, you do. You carry that with you the rest of your life. Uh, thoughts on that story, that moment? That was, I feel like Jordan and him should have like been like more connected. You know, well, he said they talked about it a little, but yeah, I mean, their dads yeah. both died, like were killed and got got killed. Yeah, yeah. so that, yeah. that's a pretty big bonding thing, I think. <laughs> and not to mention, I think Steve Kerr like was a pretty competitive guy who loved winning. And I mean, like the dude was good at it because even after the Bulls, the next year he goes to the Spurs and, and wins, wins yeah. the finals. Yep. And then he's yeah. the coach of the, the Warriors, Warriors dynasty. One. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, like the dude likes winning. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does. I I thought. Uh... I thought Steve Kerr did the best job of explaining Jordan better than anyone in this entire documentary. 100%. And here's why. Here's why I thought that. In the in, there was that scene when Jordan turns to him at the end of the game for the last second shot and says, Kerr, hey, if you're open, be ready. And remember, he takes the cup and he covers his mouth. And Kerr says, Jordan knew the camera was on him at all times. And Kerr then responded with, all right, all right, Mike, I'll be ready. I'll be ready. You know, and he's like laughing and stuff because he was just so kind of doofy about it. And I actually thought that opened my mind to something about Jordan that that made me realize I had been, I've been a little hard on him. And it is, it, it's, this re, it's this reality for me. Jordan created the media nonsense. Like there's no question he created it. His... But he created it almost like he couldn't help it. Like he was a superstar and there's nothing you could do. But the media created Jordan too. Like once Jordan became who he was, the media created the imaginary Michael Jordan and the camera was on him all the time. And it's it's kind of this relationship that shaped each other. Jordan created the media nonsense, but then the media nonsense also created Jordan. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it and it's like this relationship that shapes each other. And I don't think he really embraced. I th- this is my thought. When he retires, 
I think he realized he can't escape it. There's there's just there's just an he he couldn't quite accept the fact that his life is just going to be different than everyone else on the planet. And when he comes back from retirement, it seems as though he accepts it in a in a different way. Like this is just who I am. I I live in an apartment and I don't get to go out and the media is the camera is always on me. And when I cry from my dad, you know, dying, the media is in there and they're going to watch me cry and process that. And I just like have to accept it and I can't run from it anymore because there's no place to run. Thoughts. Yes. That's yeah. Completely I true. think that's so true. Yeah. Like, does that make you sad? Like, how would you like to live? I'd hate I mean, that. That sucks yeah. so much, dude. Yeah. Your life is an open yeah, book. Every decision you made is going to be influenced by millions of people who judge you. I still would totally I mean, love to be really good at basketball like that, though. Yeah. But it's like, true. I mean, like, he, you know, he created <laughs> it in some ways. Like, he chose his life. But at some point, it does get out of control. Like, there's just no place he can go. I mean, he's a double-A Alabama, Birmingham, and the media is there asking him about the Bulls, and he's like, "There's nothing I can do." Like, it reminds me of Andre Agassi. Do you guys know who Andre Agassi is? No, no. Andre Agassi was like a tennis player, and he was like one of the most famous Nike. He was one of the first big Nike tennis players, and he wrote he wrote a biography. And the first line of the biography is, "I hate tennis." (laughs) 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 And the thing is, is that. He's just a prodigy, and he's insanely good at tennis. And he's been good at tennis since he was young. And the, and he doesn't like tennis. And he tried to quit. But they wouldn't let him. And he did qu- He Well, he did quit. But he, he kind of realized, like, I am a tennis player. And no matter where I go or what I do, I'm always Andre Agassi. And everyone's going to ask me, why'd you quit tennis? Why'd you quit tennis? Why'd you quit tennis? And he's like, screw it. Fine. I am a tennis player. And he just goes and does it. Like, I wonder if everyone in their life has that moment. The where, spirit, I'm going to just do it. Like, you know what? There's, I can't escape this. I can't escape who I am. So, like, screw it. This is who I am. You think Jordan had that when he retired first? I think Jordan has that. I think Jordan has that now. I think he's just... I think he has just become the Jordan brand. And that's who he is. And you know what? That's all he... Like, there's no getting away from it. Like, he... Where is he going to go and not be Jordan? No, he can't. Yeah. I mean, have you seen his house? That thing's on a beach. I'm pretty sure there's not a human (laughs) soul around him. (laughs) Yeah. Joel, what do you think? Yeah. I don't know. My thoughts on Jordan are always, like, constantly changing. Like, throughout the whole documentary and, like, even after, like, right now, too. Like, they're just they're just flowing through my head, changing. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I love that you said that. That's so true. Because what I, what I think I've, like, come to the conclusion is, like, I've stopped caring. Or I've realized that, like, his GOAT conversation, I can't think about everything that happened with the suspensions and like his outside life like i started realizing like this dude is like that good of a basketball player and like i'm kind of ignoring it sometimes just because like i don't want him to be you know 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Avery, what do you think? Uh, Avery, what do you think, especially about what um, Joel was saying? It's it's constantly changing what you think about Jordan. I think because kind of like there's so many different like things that can influence your thoughts and so many different viewpoints you could take. Yeah. Do you think he cultivates that? Do you think he like lets you think whatever you want to think about him? I think he tries to influence you, but not like make you think one thing. I think he goes, you can think whatever you want about me. Yeah. 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 All right. So Gus, the security guard, Jordan called Gus crying about his father in the middle of the night multiple times. I thought that was really powerful part of the pot or the documentary. Do you remember that? Yeah. 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 Dude, did you see that Gus died like two years later? Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the documentary, it said uh, it was like doing the tribute names to or whatever, you know, you know what I'm talking about? And it said Gus 2000. Yeah. I was like, dang, that sucks. Mm-hmm. I love how I love like most NBA players now they like they have an entourage and it, it and it's a particular kind of entourage. Jordan's entourage is quite different. Burn, bro. <laughs> it's all like old dudes. Yeah, it's, it's, it's old so security guards. <laughs> oh man, it's so funny. It's just people he trusted, you know. They're really like weird. the bad boys back uh, in the seventies. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, episode ten. Uh, I thought this line was fascinating. I, I thought this line was fascinating. MJ was a mystic. He was never anywhere else. David Alder says his gift was not that he was athletic. Jordan was completely present. That was the separator. Thoughts? Yes. Sounds no, accurate. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you'll never find that, more locked Like, What in. would that do? You know what I mean? Like, you won't find somebody more glued into the moment than him. How does that separate him? What, is the, what does he mean by that? Why would that be a thing? I, that... d- I genuinely don't think he cares about anything outside of that court yeah, at that's that a, moment. That's a where he just like, yeah. He's like, I want to yeah. win, and I'm so like focused in on that that I don't care about what's going to happen after this game, you know? You know how some people yeah. think yeah. about other things during the game? Or they get bored or something like that. Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Andrew Wiggins. Yes. <laughs> yeah, good. like, no, that is not Jordan. Jordan is locked in for 60 minutes. Nothing else is in his brain, but give me the ball. I'm going to score. So fascinating. Like, at the end of the game, I'll tell you, like, in big moments, like in big shots or whatever, I can't help but always think about what would happen if I missed it how I'm going to feel if I fail here. Yeah. And it is kind of a superpower to like not think about the future, just be totally locked into the absolute present. I, I need the ball. I'm going to hit this shot and have no regard for what, what could happen if you don't. Yeah. Yeah. I think Jordan was also so present because like, <laughs> I think this is, like, this is totally Jordan. I feel like when he takes that shot, he doesn't even think of the possibility of it missing. No. He's mm-hmm. just thinking, if he's totally in the moment, he's thinking... He's thinking when like when this mechanics. goes in. 
It's over. Yeah, when this goes in, I hit the shot. That's all he's thinking. There's like nothing else after. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me a little bit of a conversation I have sometimes with baseball players, like students who are baseball players or my friends, because I mean, I played a little bit of baseball. Baseball players have this weird thing too, where they, because of the way the game is paced, there's a lot of pressure in each moment. So like, you know, and sometimes in basketball, the game is so fast paced. One of the benefits is you don't have to think about stuff for too long. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that's He's why they're like, coaches it. like timeout. Exactly. Like timeout, let the, let the free thrower, let the guy shoot in the free throw. Think about what he's going to do for a while because basketball is so quick. Sometimes you can just keep going and not think about it. Baseball, man, as soon as that dude gets a hit and you're down one and there's a guy standing on second base and you're up and there's two outs in the bottom of the ninth and you're like, I got to get this guy in. There's a lot of time to sit there and think about how you're going to fail. But baseball players have this weird discipline of like, they do tend to shut it down. But this is this. <laughs> what I find a lot is those guys often tend to be kind of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> they like, I mean it. They like, they just don't think about stuff deeply. So like, they they don't feel pressure. Does that make sense? Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Joel, you play baseball. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I mean, like, I wish I had the ability to, like, it would probably make me a much better hitter if I, like, had the ability not to think about, like, the what-ifs and, like, just do what I wanted to do, you know? Yeah. Like, it's usually, like, the kid on the team that's just like, I don't know, I'm here. I'm just swinging a bat playing baseball. <laughs> and he's always <laughs> the one that's in the pressure situation, and he's like, dude, you all right? You ready for this? Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Why? What's up? <laughs> dude, this is a big moment. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, Jordan's kids, that was Dude. awesome. I love seeing. Jordan's Why were they kids. only in one? Uh, they they kind of saved him. I don't know. I feel like the kids didn't want to be in it. Oh, I mean, I'm sure it sucked being Michael Jordan's kids. Dude, that too. would suck so much. I would. I yeah. would never. It's cool, ever but it would suck. A, a Michael Jordan's child. Oh, why? Why do you think it sucked? Because the you're, you're born, your expectation is to be Michael Jordan. Yeah. You're the only person <laughs> tasked with like the I like you're Michael Jordan's kid. You're expected to be like the best. Yeah. Not. Yeah. I don't even think they played basketball. I so think one of them did. I think one of them played basketball at like a small D one school. Huh. And mm. there was there was some they kind of sniffed around. One of them sniffed around the league, at least, at least trying to get drafted. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I literally haven't heard anything on them. Okay. They don't exist. All right, so let's, let's go to the tournament, or the tournament, good grief, the playoffs. Uh, the Bulls beat the Jazz, 98, game three, 96 to 54. Dude. That's embarrassing. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's bad. Have you ever, have you ever lost like that? No. That's like when your when your varsity team scrimmages your freshman team. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah. Joel, you ever been run ruled in a baseball game? Um, I'm trying to think back. I mean, I'm sure I have, like back in the day, but not like. Oh wait, never mind. I definitely have. <laughs> we got beat one time, twenty-five to nothing in oh. baseball. That was pretty. Oh. 
Yeah, that's pretty brutal. Twenty five. Oh my. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's tough. Yeah, because I mean, like in college, you play like, especially in AI schools are all over the place, man. Like we played this team that had two kids from Arizona State, Ooh. and they were pitcher, pitcher and catcher. Yeah, kid threw like ninety five, and then they. Or, uh, that's not fair. He threw like ninety, and like no one could hit him. And if they did, if we did hit him, it was like accidents. <laughs> <laughs> and they just smoked the ball over the field, and we we're like, "What are we doing? This is just a money game. We're just playing this literally for the school to get money." Yep. Uh, after game three, Rodman leaves the team to go to the WCW. That's which yeah. is the Hogan. It's yeah. a baller. <laughs> it's just Rodman slap chairs on people. Yeah. Did who did I Nick? Did I send you Rodman's Hall of Fame? Yeah, speech? you did. Did you watch? I any watched of that? like some of it. I didn't watch all of it though. It is. He's such a strange it's dude. Bizarre. <laughs> he, he's cool. I'd like. And to he's, hang he out is with so. I love Rodman. Like, here's what Rodman is. He goes out. They, okay, they just beat the Jazz 96-54. He thinks I'm not needed. He goes to WCW. <laughs> becomes this massive distraction, right? And then Rodman comes back and has a massive game. And they go up 3-2 over the Jazz. And then game six, like in the crunch moment, Scotty goes out with a back injury. And Rodman just like steps up. He becomes a thing. And what's crazy is... Throughout the second half of that season, if you listen to, if you go back and read kind of what people were saying about Rodman at the time, everyone was saying, and throughout the playoffs, everyone was saying Rodman's done. He's playing like he's he's starting to get his minutes cut. Um, and in fact, there was a guy by the name he ends up being called Bison Daly, who played more than Rodman throughout the playoffs. And but in the moment when Pippen goes down, dude, Rodman just comes alive. He had like he had like in that game six he had like twenty and ten. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty. I love Dennis Rodman. Um. Okay, we're gonna finish up uh, this pretty quick, and then we're gonna get to the Jordan stuff, Jordan Lebron stuff. Uh, Jordan hits the last second shot. Everyone knew it was coming. I love how they shot that, where everyone was like, "Get out of the way, give it." Dude, to I'm Jordan. not gonna lie, he shattered <laughs> that man's ankles. <laughs> Like, how would you oh, feel yeah. to be Byron Russell? I would feel utterly oh, humiliated. Byron, Byron oh, my God. life would be over. Yeah. That document, you're on, a, you're on that, that poster for the rest of your life. Also, in the moment when Jordan, when everyone knows Jordan's taking this, how would you feel to be Byron Russell being like, I got to guard him. Here we go. Oh. I feel like he'd be cocky enough to be like, yo, yeah. I got this. Broken. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, six titles. He hits the shot. He doesn't push off. I don't care. No, what he didn't. Says. He had a limp hand. You can see it, yeah. obviously. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Malone, Carl Malone goes on the bus to congratulate Jordan. After That's a stand-up that move. Carl Malone's cool. a cool dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joel didn't like that. Yeah, I think that's. I know Carl Malone's got a sketchy backstory. What's his backstory? Bro, you don't know about that? No, go what? What? Carl Malone like had some stuff going on with a thirteen-year-old girl, bro. Oh. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah. Immediately tab open. I have no idea about that. <laughs> this is like this is a thing. Like it's all, I'm pretty sure it's a thing. I've heard like multiple things this. about this. I haven't heard this either. Yeah. Well, I watch a lot of 2K YouTubers, and anytime that man's name is mentioned, they all bring it up, and they're like, yo, what's the deal here? He's good at basketball, though, so, you know. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. He, he does? Yeah. I don't want to go into that. But... Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so Googling this. Whoa! This is not where I thought this podcast would go. Okay, I'm surprised you guys didn't up. know about that. Uh-uh. No, okay. That's so I was the crowds, Jordan's championship. Uh, the the '98 parade happens, and Jordan, uh, he's got to regret those glasses. Those sunglasses oh, he dude. wore. You know, what I'm he talking looked. About? He oh, looked yeah. like I can't even like. <laughs> He looked like a kid in a kid's show where they have the glasses that are way too small for his face. Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so then we get down to the very end, and they just kind of brush the crowd stuff aside. I kind of thought that that would be more of a thing, and they were just like, look, uh, Phil sounds like he he was done. Jordan says everyone would have been back. Reinsdorf says it didn't make financial sense. And ultimately, what you realize is from the beginning of the season and from what they said with Jordan and Krause early on in the 90s, this was just a breakdown in a relationship. Like, no side was really communicating, and it was just over. It just ended. And that's just, that, you know, right there is exactly how relationships end, is eventually you stop working on it, and you just, you just kind of, like, start to take the other for granted and not pay not work to to maintain it and it just falls apart thoughts on that like on relationships yeah. or that yeah. specific one on, on the on the phil jordan reinsdorf thing yeah, like i'm re- i'm pretty sure if like the to if everyone wanted to win again and like jordan really wanted to come back with phil jackson like they could have made it happen yeah but nobody wanted yeah. to reinsdorf didn't want to do it so it didn't happen i don't think like phil didn't want to do it yeah. Yeah, Phil seemed pretty at peace till it quit. But I yeah. feel like if Phil would have came back, they like they said, they would have gotten everybody but Scotty, and maybe they could have gotten Scotty, and then they probably would have won again. Yeah. It's like Phil Phil at the time, you know, he's done. He's like looking over at that Lakers team with Shaq and Kobe and like, no, I'm good, guys. I'll see ya. <laughs> yeah. And then he <laughs> just went to that team and won. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Phil, opportunist. Uh, okay, that's basically episode nine and ten. It's kind of what you thought it'd be. You know, it's not like it's it's a spoiler or you know, spoiler alert: the Bulls win. Uh, so let's do it. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, Jordan, is he the greatest of all time? Why or why not? Yes. Whoa! I, I did not think I, you were yeah. gonna say that. Yeah. So I have changed I've changed my opinion. And after like one looking at like his accolades and not only that, but just like watching this whole documentary, seeing his mindset and everything, as much as I didn't like how he retired like three times in total, like in all that off court stuff, like the dude was so good at basketball. He was dominant. The fact that 
those six championships and like not one person not one team could step up and figure out how to beat them either says something about the competition in the league or it just shows that Jordan was just that good and like obviously the the whole franchise and team were really good but you know Jordan's that main focal point and how he could just like take over games when he wanted to like the dude was that good and I'm not saying like LeBron can't do any of those things but LeBron obviously has had less success in the finals and that may just be because like he doesn't have as good of a team around him or some other reason but like in, until LeBron provides like one more championship one or two more championships and like maybe one more MVP like I'm going to have to just agree that it's Jordan as much as I don't want to I like LeBron more though by far all right. Avery, Nick? When I told my dad, well, he printed out a bunch of stats for me. So I was looking at the stats. And then according to stats, it looks like LeBron has a higher, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. better than Jordan. Well, LeBron's also oh, yeah. for I way mean, longer. There's not us. There's other yeah. than maybe free throw percentage, LeBron tops Jordan in every statistical category. Yeah. Okay, here's what I feel like. Well, what do you think? <laughs> okay. well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Avery, what do you think? I don't know, though. I don't know. I'll no, think come on. It. Have a take, Avery. What do you think? You saw the documentary, s- and, yeah. you, and you are working with the same stuff that we are. You, you know who LeBron is. Yeah. I'll say LeBron then. Okay, why? Why would you go with that? Well... He's been around for longer, right? He's played more seasons. His stats are higher, but I don't. I don't know. It's just a gut. It's a gut. Gut feeling. Gut feeling. Okay, Nick. I I'm with Joel. I I gotta say it's Jordan, and I also think the stats are stupid because if. Jordan would have played for as long as LeBron would have played. He would have put up those stats, and everybody knows it. So, I think that's different, though. I think LeBron, like comparing the stats, is super different. But you also gotta remember, LeBron is like unseen kind of athlete. Like this dude has not seemed like he is aged whatsoever, and so I think he would still put up these points in like four years. And, like, assists, he's just going to get better at, like, the good parts of the game. But I just think even if Jordan had as many seasons, it's just LeBron's going to have a better stat line. Yeah. Well, that I think it's also the point of you can't just look at stats and that's what determines the best player of all time. I think, yeah. I think Jordan had that special something that nobody has ever had in a basketball game since where he just had the fire and the drive to just beat you no matter what. I don't know. I it, I can't really back up why I think Jordan's better. All I can really say is I, I just think he's better. I think the thing that pushed me is just the dominance thing. Yeah. Like, literally nobody <laughs> can touch him. Like, no, the fact that, like, Reggie Miller's team like, couldn't that do team it. Was better. Like, that team was better. Pacers were that team was by far better. better, and they still couldn't do it. I was just like, dude, like, do these teams every year just think, 
I want to play as well as I can so I can just get beat by Jordan. Guaranteed you, you know? got that. Well, like, if you go, I was listening, again, I was listening to something, they were talking about this, this debate, and one of the guys on the podcast was like, you know, what was interesting about the documentary is that every player was is kind of saying, you know, if the ball bounced differently, uh, we could have taken out, we could have, we could have beat that Jordan team. But no one You know, did. Charles Barkley, like, you know, if things went a bit a little bit differently, missed a shot here, we could have won. You know, and then uh, Gary Payton. Yeah, you know, like if I would have guarded him a little bit earlier, we probably would have beat him. But like, there seems to be like five or six of those guys. <laughs> and Jordan just keeps winning. And no one took him out. Where, you know, other teams like, other other star players on other teams and other leagues, even, who we say are the best players of, of those leagues, they have mistakes. You know, they have uh they have hiccups but it seems as though once jordan clicked into gear other than the year that he came back mid-season from playing baseball the dude won every year every year yeah yeah he's just i mean besides those early years but you know it's whatever no i mean that's what i mean like once he clicked into gear you know once he learned yeah. what it takes once and once they built, built the team around him once he got his weapons, I guess, the dude, he never let up. Yeah. And the Wizards, I guess. But he was a little old. <laughs> uh, okay. I I think what's happened to me is this discussion is really complex now. I, I, I can't... I have to tell you, I know in my heart of hearts... That if Jordan walked into the room with LeBron, he'd say, give me the ball. And Jordan would be the alpha of that room. Whether it was Kobe or whether it was LeBron, Jordan's the alpha of that room. I mean, he is the, Jordan is the alpha male of all competitive alpha males. And it's why competitive, competitive, you know, people, women or men love him. They, they just respect him. I mean, Charles Barkley says, at least if I'm going to lose, I lost to that guy, <laughs> right? Charles Barkley is not a, you know, a JV player. Charles Barkley is one of the best players the NBA has ever seen. And it might be the closest thing to Zion Williamson we have. A, a massive human being that can jump and is super athletic. And he's saying, at least if I lost, I lost to that dude. Michael yeah. Jordan walked into the 92 NBA Dream Team. Yes, these players were on the, the the decline. But he put Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, and Isaiah Thomas in a closet and became the face of the league. I don't know if LeBron has ever done that to any player in the league. I don't think so. LeBron has ne- we have never had a sense that LeBron is the alpha of the league. Nah. And and Am people I wrong about this? year after year he gets more challenged. I would argue right now Giannis is the alpha, not LeBron. And and the, and it feels as though that's pretty new and could possibly change. Doncic could could be could in some way, you know, or KD when he gets take back. that role. Like there's no but, clear alpha like there was with Jordan. You're right. Jordan was the dude. He was the guy. And like Joel said, and much like KU basketball, is the fact that no one in the league can beat him is that about him or the league? I'm not sure. But regardless, uh, 
you know, he was he was the dude. He was the guy. LeBron has never been that. Um, and if if Jordan played in the league today, he would be that. He would he would be that guy. Having said that, I think LeBron James is the best basketball player we've ever seen, just as a basketball player. And I think that if LeBron James and Jordan played one on one. I think LeBron James, while he might not have the same mentality as Jordan, I think LeBron James would beat Jordan one-on-one. I don't even think it's close. And I think it is because LeBron is the most physically, he has the combination of all of the weirdest characteristics of every perfect basketball player. LeBron James has them all. And he's just a prodigy. And he doesn't necessarily have to have the alpha mentality to be the best basketball player in the world. Like he just, I think he's just the perfect basketball player. And Giannis might be close, but Giannis has some holes in his game. LeBron doesn't. LeBron just doesn't have any holes in his game. He's incredible. And I think he's the best basketball player we've ever seen. But having said that, if Jordan was on his team, Jordan would be the alpha and LeBron would be passing yeah, him the ball. Yeah. But I still think LeBron is the perfect basketball player. Yeah. So if you think Cole... Okay, how do I say this? So if you think if oh, if LeBron and MJ played in the finals, game seven, who would win? Which team? It depends team. on well, not, what team. Not, okay, not teams. Like, it's them. Just their t- Okay, imagine their teams are equal, and the only real one that matters is LeBron versus Jordan guarding each other. Who would win? So it's the, it's the 98 Bulls. For both sides, but one yes, has Jordan and one, has LeBron. and one has LeBron. Who would win? LeBron. That's fair. Yeah. But I still think I mean, I, Jordan's I, the, the GOAT. But I think LeBron's better basketball player. I just, LeBron James is... I just think LeBron James is... Jordan is 6'6", 220 pounds. LeBron James is 6'8", 250 and is faster and more athletic than Michael Jordan. I mean, marketably faster than Michael Jordan. More athletic than Michael Jordan. Having said that, Jordan is the most competitive dude I've ever... That that documentary, I have never seen a dude more competitive, more focused, and more driven than that dude. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Avery, what are your thoughts? About what? Like about... Everything. All the things everything. I've been saying. I... I think Jordan could hit a shot from anywhere on the court. But, like, LeBron... I mean, he didn't really have to have that, but... Because he's fast and he's bigger... Uh-huh. That's true. Physically, he doesn't have to be. He doesn't, cons- have, he doesn't to. have to concern himself with the things that Jordan had to concern himself yeah. with. Yeah. But I think that got, has to be kind of factored into the LeBron argument. I mean, physically, this is. I guess this is why I'm saying I think Kobe is maybe the real winner of the Jordan LeBron debate. Why? <laughs> I think be, because I think Kobe. Did all of the things Jordan did? Yeah, he basically copied he just, Jordan. He just I mean, did he did everything. He, 
He even talks like Jordan. Jeez, he acts like Jordan. And, uh, I mean, within it, what is it? Within two years, you have a guy who is basically do, doing Jordan things in the league. And everyone was like, oh, Kobe's the best player in the world. LeBron comes in, and and I, I just don't think people yet really have grasped what a physical specimen LeBron James is. I don't think people understand that Giannis is going to, if he develops a three-point shot, he's going to be more, he's going to be better he than LeBron. He is going to be, 100%. Yeah. Joel, thoughts on that statement? That is, that is, yeah, that's that's as good as it gets. All he has to do is hit a three, and he will be better. And I don't mean, by the way, mentality, winning games, hitting last-second shots. I'm talking about as a basketball player, as a basketball player, all the tools, you know, use a baseball term. I mean, LeBron is just... He's yeah, LeBron's you your perfect you basketball body. But Joel, you still say Jordan. I just think I think the term of greatest of all time, it's just like I think LeBron is a better player. Uh, I will agree with that like every time. Even though most people will be like, nah, man, it's Jordan. But I just think the stuff that Jordan did, two three peats, yeah. like the greatness. His competitiveness, it's just like, and how big he was too. Like, in a total aspect of it, he is always going to be the greatest of all time, no matter, like, yeah, no matter what, what another what player can does. do. Michael Jordan yeah, it's just like, game. I think it's more of a status thing to me than a skill level. Like, skill is still brought into it, of course, but I just think Jordan's status and, like, what he did is just too big to like ignore that, you know. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly. I hear that. Yeah. So like I mean, that he's puts the, he's the greatest competitor of all time, maybe yeah. cross sports. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So he he's definitely at my like number 1 spot, but LeBron is at number 2 purely because of how skilled he is. And I bet he would have he's he's got multiple scenarios where he should have LeBron should have two or three more MVPs than he does right now. He has been robbed. You know who won an MVP over him? Steve Nash, bro. Yeah. Canadian. For averaging 17 points per game and 10 assists. Nikola Jokic does that, dude. LeBron is averaging 27 points per game on 10 assists this year. But he's not going to win the MVP, Giannis is. Just because. It's stupid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I hear you. It just—it seems as though Jordan just, or LeBron just doesn't care about yeah. those kinds of things like Jordan did. Exactly. Uh, he doesn't care about. He wants to win titles. He wants to be have a great team. He wants to win. But he just doesn't seem to have these personal vindictive rivalries that he just like creates in his head and goes and says, "I'm going to be better than you." He just doesn't seem to have that drive. Yeah. Which yeah. I don't know who does at the level of Jordan. No one. I've never. That will never. I don't think there will be another human being with that much drive. Can I say I hope not? Yeah, that's probably oh a little gosh. not safe. <laughs> I mean, thank God Jordan just played basketball. 
Can you imagine if he was like president oh or something? My oh my god. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> Uh, all right. So, in conclusion, Avery, you say. I say LeBron. There you go, Nick. Jordan. Joel. Jordan's the goat, but LeBron's a better skilled player. I second that. So Jordan's the goat. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go LeBron, and I think that uh, in a one-on-one game, I'm gonna win. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Y'all, thank you. This is it. The final episodes. Overall, good experience for you? Yes. Yeah. I can't wait for like like 30 years later when they're going to do the same thing for LeBron. (laughs) Yeah. They're going to do it for LeBron, and it's going to be very weird. Because... Because it's going to be compared to Jordan's, because no one cannot do it. Well, it's going to be immediately the episode one is going to be about Delonte West, and I cannot wait to hear that story. <laughs> if you ever want to open up a tab and search that story, go for it. Okay. Take care, everyone. Uh, I will immediately be looking up whatever happened with Carl Malone. <laughs> Me too. And Joel, Me too. Joel, <laughs> Joel <laughs> Avery, Nick, uh, peace be with you. Yeah, come on. Who's the black sheep? Uh. What's the black sheep? Uh.